Welcome to the Knowing God Podcast. The hope of this podcast is that it would help you to know the Word of God so that you may ultimately know God. I'm your host, Andrew Rutten. Today, we are jumping into another mini-series, I guess, on one specific verse. We're going to be looking at Colossians 3, verse 8, and we'll be spending a number of episodes considering it. So let me read it, and then we'll jump right into today's topic from the verse. So here's Colossians 3, verse 8. But now you must put them all away, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. I'm guessing you remember just a few verses earlier in verse 5, Paul told us to put to death what is earthly in us, and then he gave us a list of five examples of sexual sin. So he was addressing specifically different aspects of sin in relation to our sexual life. Well, he uses the same general formula in verse 8. He says that we must put them away, and he gives us another list. So I want you to consider for a moment, what do the words in this list all have in common? Anger, wrath, malice, slander, obscene talk. And actually in verse 9, he gives one more, lying to one another. What is the broad category that these all fit in? Well, there's probably a few that you could say, but it seems to me that these are all relational or communal sins. Now, you can argue maybe that some might not necessarily have to be communal, or you could find some examples of a few ways that they aren't. But I think when you put them all together, and I would actually also argue at the core of each one, they are communal or relational in nature. And so for the next handful of episodes, we are going to be addressing how to put away or to kill relational sins that we struggle with. Because remember, Paul has said that we are a new community now. We are a renewed people, a people together in Jesus. And that means there will be certain communal traits that are true of us, and that there are certain communal habits or ways of life that we must die to. And that is what Paul is addressing here. So for the next few episodes, we are going to examine the importance of each one of these topics and why putting them to death is so important in relational life. So today, let's take the first one that Paul mentions. He starts by mentioning anger. And specifically speaking in relational terms, anger is that strong emotional reaction. You know, you can kind of feel it in your body or your mind or your heart, this emotional reaction of displeasure or hostility to something wrong that has been done. And one thing I noticed as I started thinking about anger is that oftentimes when I consider anger, I assume that it's wrong. I assume that it's bad, right? I mean, maybe you do too. And I want us to ask, is anger always bad? Is there truly such a thing as good or righteous anger? Well, I think that there is. I think there is for two main reasons. First, the word that Paul uses that we translate as anger here, that we're commanded to put away, 
is most often used in relation to God. We are told that he responds or has a sense of anger. So I don't think it can be purely sinful or wrong if it's often attributed to God. But even more than that, the Bible actually commands us to be angry. In Psalm 4.4, David commands us to be angry, but do not sin. And Paul in Ephesians 4.26 quotes that verse and commands it to the church that we are to be angry and not sin. So apparently there is a way to have a sense of anger and not be sinful. So why would Paul tell us in Ephesians, be angry, do not sin, but in Colossians, that we need to put away anger? Well, this is where I think what's helpful for us is distinguishing between righteous and unrighteous anger. Righteous anger is displeasure or hostility toward an evil or wicked thing. That type of anger is not bad. That is the type of anger that God has. We talked about his wrath or anger coming against sin because sin is wicked. It's wrong and evil and God has a righteous anger against it. Well, so too, we are to have an anger toward that which is against the will or the way or the person of God. But we are not to let that become unrighteous anger. And unrighteous anger, simply put, is more focused on us than on God. John Bloom, who's an author, he writes this to help us determine what is righteous and what is unrighteous anger. He says, speaking of unrighteous anger, that it produces a sour feeling in the pit of our gut, and it does not move us toward acts of faith and love and true justice, but rather toward acts of selfishness like sullen withdrawal, irritability, or rudeness. Sinful anger is characterized by the self-oriented grief of self-pity, not godly grief over evil. Okay, now that was kind of a long paragraph, but that last line is a great summary, so let me say it again. Sinful anger is characterized by the self-oriented grief of self-pity, not godly grief over evil. So, it is righteous anger over the things of God that Paul calls us to. And it is unrighteous anger over selfish things that Paul calls us to put away. Because that unrighteous anger is what damages relationships. All relationships are damaged by self-centeredness, by focusing on self more than another. And all relationships that grow healthy are putting that person's desires and wants first. Righteous anger leads to a love for people, and unrighteous anger is focused on the self and the issues with the self. So let's end with just a practical question then. How do I know if my anger is righteous or unrighteous? And remember, we are looking at all of this in the context of relational life. So let me just give you one diagnostic question. How do I know if my anger is righteous or unrighteous? Well, when you begin to feel anger, start asking yourself this. Is this anger from a love for other people 
Or is it driving me to despise other people? God has anger over wickedness because he loves people so much. We have sinful anger often because we love ourselves so much, and it drives us to despise others or treat others poorly. Let me give maybe a quick example to end. There was a pastor a few years ago that I knew um, that had disqualified himself from ministry because of immoral behavior. And my immediate response when I found out was anger. I was really upset. But I was primarily upset, I think, because that sin was now going to damage a lot of people and their view of God, the church, leaders, and their faith. I think God was angry at sin like that. And I do believe my sin, because of that, was based out of a love for the people that were damaged. I think that's a righteous anger, not to hate the person, but to have a deep anguish or displeasure with the sin because it was going to hurt people. Now, on the flip side of that, I also struggle at times with anger toward my son, specifically our four-year-old, and trying to get him to bed at night, which if you've got kids in that stage, it's horrible some nights. And what I've realized is that why I get so angry so quick is because he's not listening to me, he's not respecting me, and he's taking time because it's taking so long to get him to bed. This is time that I should have for myself. I should be able to check out for the day and relax at the end of the day. That anger, that's unrighteous. The only love coming from that anger is love of self. So I'm treating him poorly out of anger or viewing him poorly, not for love of him, but because of love of myself. So to start working on this, we need to ask ourselves, is my anger from a love for people or a love for self? And Paul encourages us, if your anger is merely a love for self and it's harming your relationship with others or your view of others, It must be put to death. So next time when you get angry, ask yourself, is this anger from a love for people or a love for self? And if it is unrighteous, we need to name that unrighteous anger. We need to confess it as unrighteous and we need to plead with the Lord to release it. May we be a people, a community, relational people that are driven from a place of love for each other. Friends, may God bless you and keep you. May he give you favor, grace, and peace.